Good morning, News to FortDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is John Wu, the CEO and co-owner of Novalis. John, how you doing? I'm good. How are you, Kemp? I'm good. I know I've caught you up in Canada, but you have gotten out some, and you, you actually came down to Dalton to check out your manufacturing facility there a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. It's been 20 months since I had a chance to see uh, yeah. you know, what we have built there, and I was quite pleased when I arrived. So it was a short trip, but meaningful. Yeah, that's good. So let's get background for the listeners real quick. Uh, you're one of the top five LVT producers. Um, your father actually got you in this business a long time ago. You and your sister own the business. You've got factories in three places. You've got one of the largest factories in China near Shanghai. You've got a factory in Vietnam. And then, as we mentioned, you're ramping up in the U.S., right? Correct. Mm-hmm. I've been up and down the interstate, and I see your your billboard right out there on the interstate. It says we're hiring. So I guess that's one of the issues, isn't it? Absolutely. When we decided to build the plant in the U.S., we never thought labor would be such a big issue. But as everybody has heard, you know, it is one of the toughest challenges since the pandemic started. And, you know, people are just not wanting to return to work, not willing to work. I think it's a systemic issue that's going to take a long time to, to heal. For us, I've never imagined myself to have to uh, put a sign up, uh, put a billboard up. But now I'm one of those who owns a billboard now in the, <laughs> in the industry. So. Yeah. Well, and let's think about the equation, too, for a second. You, you know, when you start talking about what the landed cost is or what the cost of the dealer is, I mean, if in a tight labor market, you have to pay more money. And I know in, in a recent article you worked with us on, you alluded to the fact that with container prices where they are in, out of China now, American product is competitive. But when container prices come down to their normal levels, it's a little different equation, right? Correct, I think. But many factors play into this, you know, domestically made cost versus landed cost mm-hmm. uh, out of Asia. You know, coming out of China, there's tariffs. Yeah. Right? Coming out of Vietnam, there's no tariffs. So right. that's one factor. Uh-huh. Ocean freight coming out of China is slightly less than coming out of Vietnam. So that plays a factor. Uh, of course, ocean freight is, is out of whack right now. And, yeah. you know, where would it ever get back to where it was you know, pre-craziness? We don't know. Uh-huh. And raw material prices, you know, PVC resins, stabilizers, all those are all a little different depending on, you know, China versus U.S., right? And so all this plays a factor into the total land cost. Yeah. Let's put it this way. Every day, there seems to be a new factor affecting the equations between, you know, Asia versus U.S., uh-huh. so okay. import versus domestic, so, yeah. Let me, let me go into one of those comments you made. You, you talked about raw material costs. Are, are raw materials cheaper in China than they are out of Texas? At this moment, yes. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I see these things changes. You know, yeah. you asked me six weeks ago, uh, China raw material was was really really bad. Uh-huh. There was a two week period where you know I guess everybody heard about the shutdown electricity in China, and you know that affected a huge supply chain. But now it's, it's stabilized. I would say medium high level. It, it hasn't returned to what it was. I'm not sure we will ever get back to what it was last year. And on supply chain, what are your experts telling you about when container costs are going to get down to a reasonable amount? Some, there's a group say Q2, there's a group say Q3, uh-huh. but I think none of these really would come down to the level that we saw before. Right. I think the freight companies have decided that they can make money, they want to continue to make money, and uh, if the supply comes in, if there's continued this high demand for goods, then you know they will continue to charge high. Yeah. They will never get back to what it was before. Uh-huh. So. Okay. And uh, we've heard the spot price is 20000 per container, but a guy like you who's bringing a lot of freight in, it's lower than that, right? 
Yeah, it's a couple, couple thousand lower than that, but yeah. it's everybody bidding for uh, for the for the volume, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I should have started with this. Tell us how business is doing with Novalis. You know, 2021 has been good. So it's a good, strong year for us. We continue to have growth. As, as everybody expected, we're a margin challenge like everybody else because all the added cost that goes with it, whether it's raw material, labor, freight, supply chain issues. This is the year that we all said, you know, let's, let's, let's make sure we, we, can, we can do, you know, survive and you know, build a little bit of business for the future. And hopefully, you know, things will settle down a little bit more. And next year, everybody can, you know, make a little bit more margin. So we're in that same boat. I, I think, uh, setting ourselves right for winning next year. So. so do you think you're holding market share, taking market share? What's, what's your read on that? Uh, I think we're taking market share. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, we're taking market share. So out of the three factories you have, how do you decide which product's going to be made where? Well, where we have invested in U.S. is an SPC factory. Yeah. So, you know, it, it can make the glue down, can make glue slay. Yeah. So that simplifies the equation. And then among the SPC, I think it really depends on customer as well, because some customer value domestic made more than others. Yeah. And then we've also discovered domestic made product actually, you know, is, is very attractive, especially in the commercial world. So I think we are grabbing shares in that regard. If you tell, you know, we can deliver you know, in a short period of time, they, they tend to want to give you those projects. So, yeah. so I think commercial will be a big part, and a uh, customer who truly value a balanced portfolio as well, where they say, okay, I want some from Asia, uh, some from Vietnam, some from China, some from Korea, and some from U.S., yeah. right? The larger customer will want to do that. So yeah. I think a balanced portfolio is where everybody think, okay, that's what they need to be a little bit more nimble. Is that to hedge the costs, or why, why would they want to source like that? Hedge the costs. Yeah. And then uh, they also have the benefit of not having to carry too much inventory if they buy domestically, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they will have to stock. So there is a you know, capital cost involved in that discussion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but China remains very strong. I mean, it makes a lot of product that we cannot make in our U.S. factory and others cannot make in their U.S. factory. So yeah. I think that's, that's the key. You know, the higher end, more handcrafted products, High design product is still going to be coming out of China for the next little while until new investment comes in. Yeah, okay. And so we did interview you in our executive outlook. Thanks so much for participating. That's in our December issue, which you can see online. And you said that you expected double digit growth in 22, especially on the residential side in LVT. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we even say high double digit in, in residential parts. Mm-hmm. Commercial, a little bit more high single digit is where we are expecting right now. Yeah. So. So you don't think, I mean, I know some companies are investing heavily in their uh, laminate product. You don't think there's going to be some new competition on the laminate side of the business? Talking about just laminate flooring, then, I think that's a product that, you know, competes well with SPC. Yeah. Uh, with Richard Cole, uh, resilient product, but we certainly still have some features and benefits when it comes to resilience that we think uh, we can grab shares. And don't worry too much about that part. Okay. So this Dalton facility, we've talked about the labor issues. It's a new facility. You're ramping it up. When do you think you'll have it fully operational? It is fully operational. We are we are shipping products. You know, we're ramping up capacity uh-huh. depending on labor situation. So that's the biggest challenge. You know, you can hire people, and sometimes they're not stable enough. Yeah. Right. So See? you got to train them. Nobody knows how to make SPC in, in U.S. So yeah. everybody who comes in, we're gonna have to train them to, to make new products. So there's an advantage on being first. I mean, you you were one of the first people to make the investment, right? Yeah, 
I was I was one of the first, and uh, you know I, I, I think so. They were one of the first to to actually you know uh, ship out products consistently. So okay, John, well, it's great to spend time with you. Thanks for spending time with our listeners again. Been talking to John Wu, the CEO and co-owner of Novalis, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloridaLA.net.